Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies. And I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to talk about this topic today. We're going to be discussing how to build an unshakable foundation of confidence. And this has been coming up a lot for me in my work as a coach. As you guys all know, I coach founders and CEOs of tech companies, and they are required to raise money at very regular intervals. So if their businesses need to keep growing, they are required to raise millions of dollars essentially every year to two years. And it just happens to be that a lot of the folks who I coach are going into that process right now. And it can be a really stressful, anxiety-inducing experience because so much is on the line. Essentially, you are pitching the state of your business to all these investors, and they basically decide whether or not they think that your company is worth the valuation and the investment that they would be giving you. And for a lot of my clients, this can feel like this firing squad moment where they question and ask themselves, is my business good enough? And am I good enough? Am I worthy of this investment? And it's actually a catch-22 because they are going into the process seeking validation that they're good enough. They're looking for this process to amplify their confidence, but they actually need to be going into the process at the very beginning with an unshakable foundation of confidence so that they go into those meetings projecting that they are the clear, competent leaders that they actually are. And for all of us, even those of us who aren't going into a very strenuous process of fundraising, we need that all the time in our lives. We often put ourselves into situations where we're growing and changing. Maybe you're asking for a raise or asking to take on more responsibilities at work or even going into the dating scene again after not having been in it for a while into these situations where we're seeking validation, but we need to have already built that foundation of confidence in ourselves. So I'm going to walk you through the steps of how to do that today. And a big shout out to a book that I recently read where I'm pulling a lot of this information from. It is called The Confident Mind by Dr. Nate Sisner. And he is someone who has made his career as a performance mindset coach. He's coached Olympic athletes, pro athletes like Eli Manning, who's a famous quarterback for those of you who don't know sports, different executives as well. And he essentially states that confidence is not innate. It is not something that we're born with. It's not something that you either have or you don't, but rather it's something that you have to build and it's something that you have to invest in. I really love this concept that confidence is something that you can work on because I've really felt that in my life as well. For so much of my life, I've had a really classic insecurity complex where I have 
based my own self-worth against all these external methods of validation. So I've only thought that I'm pretty or attractive when other people tell me that or I'm, you know, receiving attention from people who I want to have attention from romantically. I've only felt that I'm smart or capable when I'm getting validation from my bosses or my mom or winning awards, getting good grades, etc. And that has been so damaging, this mindset that I interpret how good of a person I am based on what other people think of me. And I think that's actually really classic in our very external material driven society where we usually only allow ourselves to feel good about ourselves when good things are happening to us. And this is something that creates disastrous results because it's never enough. You know, once you've gotten a little bit of validation Because we don't feel innately confident in who we are, we keep seeking the next one. We are on this hamster wheel of constantly needing to hear that we are good enough because deep down, we don't feel that way. And it's something that I struggled with for all of my life, my entire life. And ironically, the moment when I built the most confidence for myself true, unshakable, real, sturdy confidence was when my whole life was falling apart. And this was in 2020 when my business plummeted. I had to pivot because of COVID. I was $150,000 in debt. I was having a hard time getting my first group of clients together because I didn't really have that much of a track record. I was trying to do something new. And that was the year that I look back on and see as the year that I learned how to love myself because I wasn't getting any external validation. The press about reset had stopped. I wasn't being featured in magazines and newspapers. No one could see what I was doing. I was alone in this little cloistered bubble in Canada, away from New York City, away from my friends, where I had to really sit with all of these tremendous losses that I experienced. And It was deeply dark. It was very, very depressing. And it's like I was starving. I was someone who had fed my own sense of self-worth for years based on these little bites that people were throwing at me. And I was hungry for it. I didn't have any ways of procuring that validation for myself. And so it forced me to go within. It forced me to think fondly of myself, even though no one else was telling me that I was okay. And I truly, truly believe that I would not have been able to go through the process of getting an agent and then selling my book to a really great editor for a really great deal if I hadn't gone through that dark night of the soul where I had to build myself back up again. Because whenever one is doing something new, whenever you're doing something bold that people don't understand, whenever you're taking a risk, whenever you're trying to be a trailblazer, you just inherently aren't going to have people who are patting you on the back and saying job well done because they don't understand you or they can't quite see what you're doing yet. And so you actually need to feed yourself, to give yourself that validation, that love, that support, that belief, or else you're never going to be able to push yourself to do those bold new things. 
So my goal here with this podcast episode is to supply you with some helpful and supportive tools and techniques that will allow you to fill yourself with light and love and confidence so that you can have the freedom and the liberation to pursue your own path, even if other people don't understand it right away. First, let's define what confidence is. The dictionary definition is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities and qualities. And this is important because of the specific words here. The first one is feeling. Confidence is a feeling that is within you. I think a lot of people mistake confidence for what I might call showboating or bluster. You know, it's people posting on social media or sharing in conversation, bragging about all the great things that they've done. And that necessarily is not related to confidence at all. They're two very different things. Confidence is the way that you feel and showboating or bragging is the way that you present yourself to other people. One is internal and the second is external. And sometimes they are related. Sometimes people who are quite confident are also effusive in speaking about their accomplishments. Other times you can have someone who's constantly sharing how great they are, all that they've achieved, how smart they are, what they know, but they are not actually truly confident within. It is sometimes just a mechanism to obfuscate the deep insecurity that they feel. So they're constantly reaching out to seek out that validation from other people by bragging and sharing all that they have and all that they've done. And I wanted to share this for all my introverts or humble people out there who might be saying, but I don't want to be the type of confident person who's always bragging about my achievements. And they are two really different things. I'm an introvert myself, and I like to keep quiet about the things that I'm working on before I share them with the world. And so sometimes this idea of being, you know, my own biggest advocate, talking myself up, bragging about what I'm up to can feel discomforting to me. And so I just wanted to say what we're talking about here is not at all about how you are in relation to other people, how you show up, how you share about what you're doing, but rather it is this feeling of self-assurance that lives within you that is constant and consistent no matter whether you're in an upswing or in a downswing, whether you are achieving great things that are lauded by the world or you're just working really quietly on your own, in your own room, determined to do whatever it is that you really, really believe in. So when you build an unshakable foundation of confidence, it is the most liberating thing in the world because you no longer have to seek that validation from other people. You don't care what other people think. It doesn't matter to you whether or not people approve of what you're doing. All that you care about is whether or not you are showing up with integrity in the way that you want to. And so as it applies to my clients, they can go to pitch meetings with these different venture capital firms and they can be confident, sure of themselves. And when people say no, it doesn't bother them. It doesn't make them start to doubt themselves. They just say, you know what? It's not for you. 
you don't understand what I'm doing. And they don't let those detractors chip away at how they feel about themselves. So imagine if you had that power too. Imagine if you could do everything that you wanted to do and it didn't matter at all what other people thought of you. How empowering would that be? You could wear whatever outfit you wanted and not worry about how you're being perceived. You could speak your mind at meetings and not be immediately looking around to see if other people are nodding or not. And you could create really great work that you yourself are interested in and curious about without having to wonder how it's going to be perceived by other people around you. And I myself have really been working on this. I just recently wrote my first 10,000 words of my 50,000 word manuscript. So 20% in, yay, big celebration on my end. And it took me a while to get to this point because I was still mentally discovering and shaping up the thesis of my book. Even though I had sold the proposal, there were things that were still in flux. And while I was writing, I took a couple of risks that I wasn't sure about. I shared a lot about my childhood, my upbringing, my vulnerabilities, And I also shared a couple of stories of role models who I know, people who are in my life day to day, that can be a little bit polarizing, you know, not polarizing necessarily, but just different people from the normal status quo, heteronormative, patriarchal way of we think of successful leaders in the world and I wanted to do that on purpose to showcase that there are lots of different ways that you can show up and be a successful leader. And the non-confident part of me that seeks external validation was really worried. I was thinking, is this book going to sell? Are people going to actually like this? Is this too much? What are people going to think about me? Am I putting too much of myself out there? And so I really, really doubled down on my confidence practices. And I said, this is the book that I want to write. And honestly, if people don't like it, good for them. At least I'm saying something that I want to say. I have this one opportunity to put my perspectives on paper and I'm going to take it because what regret would I feel if I wrote a book that I watered down because I thought it would please more people and It existed in the world as something written by me and I was holding myself back. So anyway, I wrote what I wanted to write and my wonderful, wonderful editor really saw what I was trying to do and she loved it. She reflected back what my intentions were. And while that was, of course, validating and felt really good because I deeply respect her opinion I wouldn't have been able to do that in the first place if I hadn't already fortified my own self-confidence. Okay, so I'm going to share three techniques now, and they all can be described by this analogy. Your level of confidence is like a bank account, and you need to make deposits into your bank account constantly. You need to get into the habit and practice of regularly thinking about and absorbing all the facts that exist out in the world that show you that you deserve to be confident. 
And if you don't invest in your bank account, you don't make deposits, then it'll become depleted and you'll be constantly in search of deposits from other people. And so we start first with the past. You mine the past, your history, your experiences to make these confidence deposits. And so the first thing you're going to do is you're going to make a list of your 10 most energizing moments. We're going to call this your top 10 moments in your career and your life, big ones when you have felt most energized in yourself, most self-assured and most confident in what you're doing. I went all the way back, way, way, way back into my past to remember. And the first one that I thought of was the first really, really hard time in my adult life. I guess adult is kind of a weird term for a teenager, but I thought of myself as an independent person. And it was when I was 15 and my mom actually kicked me out and sent me to live with my uncle, my aunt, and my cousins. And I had to switch high schools. I had to start all over. I had to deal with all the emotions that came with feeling really rejected by a parent. And I pulled myself together and I got good grades and I was able to go to college. The second one I thought of was when I was in college and I failed out of a semester and I was in a really bad way. I was on academic suspension. I was psychologically fairly unhinged and I took some time off, had to do some community service. And I came back and for the next few semesters that I had left in school. I made up all the credits that I hadn't done in my time off. And I also got all A's and B pluses for the rest of my career there. The third time I thought of was moving to New York City and working really hard to find a job, waiting tables for six months in the height of the recession and continuing to apply for jobs over and over again until I found one. Then I thought about going through my divorce and all the other breakups that I've gone through. And these were moments where I could see my own power, my own agency. And I could remember that there have been moments in the past where I have been able to accomplish the things that I've wanted, even when the road has been really bumpy. And we all have those moments. Every single person has so many of these moments. I often go through this exercise with my clients in times when they're feeling really low on themselves. And I say, what if you were wrong? What if you're not the worthless, lazy person that you're making yourself out to be? Can we think back to the moments in your life that you feel really proud of and that you're really energized by? And let's reflect on them and savor them and put those giant deposits into your confidence bank account. And it really helps shift their perspective from being really critical and down on themselves into a remembrance of the beautiful, resilient people that they actually are at their core. Every person deserves to feel proud of what they have gone through in life. Life is 10,000 joys and 10,000 sorrows. We all have them and you have done amazing work in getting yourself out of those sorrowful periods. It's important not to just rush by them, forget about them, move on to the next thing, but don't do yourself that disservice. Savor and value everything that you've done in your life. So that is working with the past to generate some confidence bank account deposits. 
Now we will move on to the second strategy of working with the present moment. And this is something that I did every single day when I was at my lowest point in time. And that is to make a list every night of three things that I was proud of myself for. And during that time in 2020, when man, things were really bleak, I had to really reach (laughs) to make this list of three things every day. And sometimes it was just as simple as I woke up today and I meditated. I'm really proud of that. I sent an email that I thought I worded really well. I had a great conversation with someone who doesn't want to work with me and be my client, but I'm proud of how I showed up. I really dug into trying to see everything that was great about me every single day, even when I saw those losses. And this work is so important to do when you're experiencing a downswing, because remember, when things are going really well, you're getting all sorts of confirmation from the outside world. You're great. We love you. You're doing a good job. So, you know, your bank account confidence wise is being fed through external sources. But the gift is to really turn that light on for yourself and to feed yourself those daily deposits for things that are really simple. Some days, even now, especially now that it's Pisces season and everything is very emotional and flowy and not as productive as I normally am. I just feel good that I got up, I made my bed, I did the dishes, and I went to all my meetings today. And for me, I can feel really proud that I did it even when I was feeling not so great that day. So please, please, please begin this practice of noticing three things that you did well every single day. And I promise you, you'll start to see a real shift in your perspective even after just a couple of weeks of doing this. I love gratitude lists. I try to make a list of everything I'm grateful for every night. But for me, someone who has struggled with deep insecurities in life up to this point, this has been everything for me. I just love it. It's really nice to create a habitual moment in time when you're doing this too. I do it before bed. I try to allocate at least 30 minutes before I want to be asleep to be sitting in bed with my journal and a book I spend 15 minutes doing a gratitude list, doing my list of things I'm proud of, and then I read for 15 or 20 minutes before I go to sleep. It's just the nicest way to enter into dreamland. So maybe yours happens during dinner, maybe it happens right at the end of a workday, but whatever it is, try to stick to a regular time and place that actually feels really supportive and nurturing for you, feels very positive when you can make this list every day. Okay, so the third tool for depositing confidence into your bank account is with affirmations. And I don't do affirmations on a daily basis, but I really, really rely on them when I'm super down in the dumps and I really need some ad hoc bonus doses into my bank account. Essentially, when I'm feeling really insecure about something, then I reverse my anxious way of thinking by writing affirmations that oppose those anxious thoughts. So some of the affirmations that I've been working with recently are that I am a great writer. Writing is easy. One of my clients who's about to go start fundraising has been working with the affirmation. 
I am already worth it. I am worth it. My worth does not have to be proven through this fundraise because I am already deserving. Another one of my clients is working with the affirmation, I am confident, kind, and calm. I am confident, kind, and calm. Very nice alliteration, but that's something that he's trying to bring more into his life is an energy of calmness, confidence, leaving behind the sort of frayed anxiety that has been invading his day-to-day thoughts. Essentially, what you're trying to do is align your present way of thinking and making that equivalent to the success that you want to have. And I'll state that again because it's really important. You need to get your thinking fully aligned with what you want to have. So you're syncing up what you think and believe in the present with what you're trying to bring into your life for the future. So I want you to go ahead and choose your affirmation now. What is it that you need to reaffirm in your life? What do you want to deposit into your bank account? What area of your life do you want to bolster up and give a little bit of love and support to? And then the last and final technique that I'll share with you today focuses on the future. These are future-related ways to make deposits into your confidence bank account. And that is through one of my favorite practices, which is visualization. Visualization is about intentionally being able to see yourself doing the thing that you want in the future. Athletes, top athletes use this technique all the time. Michael Phelps relied very heavily on visualization before every big race that he would swim. He would actually spend time every day picturing himself swimming the whole race from the very beginning where he's wearing his robe and has his headphones on. He's waiting for the race to begin up to the very last stroke when he hits the wall before the other person and he, you know, arises victorious from the water. The whole play-by-play of however long that race is, he would go through every single moment in his head, taking his headphones off, taking his robe off, walking over to the starting line, his dive into the water, stroke by stroke, every single turn that he makes when he reaches the wall, up until the point where he comes out of that water, he pictures that unique pool that he'll be swimming in, he pictures the crowds, he pictures the swim trunks he'll be wearing, the goggles, every little detail, being able to see that in his head so that when he gets there to the moment, he feels this unshakable grounding of confidence because he's already won this race in his mind dozens of times before he even gets to that pool. He does this because the act of visualizing oneself builds confidence. You're not doing it for the first time when you actually go and do it for the first time. You're already well-practiced in your mind. You can see yourself doing it. You believe in yourself. You know that you can. And I actually do this all the time myself. For instance, even though I've recorded, I don't know, maybe 50 podcast episodes, I still get nervous whenever I sit down to record one. Some sessions go better than others. Some are super smooth where I don't really have to edit at all. I don't have to really re-record. And sometimes I just can't seem to get into a flow and it takes much longer than it should to record an episode. And so I do get nervous wondering what my performance is going to be that day. And so before I sit and record, I actually close my eyes 
and meditate for just two or three minutes. And I visualize myself doing a flawless podcast episode. And I picture all the listeners all around the world who are going to hear it. I picture, you know, coming in through their headphones and that act really prepares me to be in the right mindset to sit down and record well. I also gave a speech on Saturday to about 140 people. It was a topic that I had never spoken about before. It was called building mind-body resilience. And I was a bit nervous. It's been the pandemic. It's been a while since I've spoken in front of an audience. But instead of spending all my time just practicing the content, I also dedicated a huge amount of time to visualization. I pictured the room. I pictured all the faces staring up at me. I pictured me delivering the speech with ease, with fun, with a sense of humor, connecting with the audience. And then when I got there that day, I wasn't nearly as nervous because I'd already run through it so many times in my head that it felt like second nature when I was actually there. And because I had visualized the outcome in my mind of a very happy audience, then that's what I expected. And so that is the final tool for how you can build your unshakable foundation of confidence. You deserve to feel really good about yourself no matter what is going on in your life. Forget whether or not work is successful or your dating life is successful. It doesn't matter. You deserve to feel good about yourself. So just remember that. And I hope that this week you can take some really wonderful, supportive, nurturing time to invest into your confidence bank account because it deserves to have millions and millions of dollars in the confidence bank account. And as a final reminder, don't forget to listen to yourself, to love yourself and to say yes to life so that life can say yes to you. Thank you guys so much for listening and please subscribe so that you know when the podcast has a new episode that is being delivered. Take care and I'll talk to you guys next week.